The following message is brought to you by the Ezra Institute for Contemporary Christianity. To learn more about the Ezra Institute's mission to advance the Lordship of Christ, please visit www.ezrainstitute.ca. We do listen to you, believe me, and we receive a lot of correspondence, emails and, and tweets and letters, and you do enjoy it when there is debate uh, on the show, particularly of a religious, moral nature, that is, issues that really matter to you. So we've decided to try out a panel we're tentatively calling Faith Matters, and if it works, we'll make it regular. If it doesn't, these guys will be buried somewhere off a highway, and you'll, ne- you'll never see them again. Uh, let me introduce Joe Boot, Senior Minister, Westminster Chapel in Toronto. Uh, Christian, and Justin Trottier, Canadian Secular Alliance atheist? Uh, well, we're interested in church-state separation, and uh, we think that that should be supportable by, by all people. Okay, atheist. Now, <laughs> if that's easier for you, atheist. <laughs> let's begin with religious accommodation. This is a fascinating issue, because I'm not exactly sure what you're going to say about this. Um, two high-profile cases, one involving a student at York University. Now, we haven't been told his religion, but I think that's disingenuous to the extreme, because he's not a Christian fundamentalist or orthodox Jew. I'm sure he is a Muslim. Uh, and now a case at a, an Aikido class in, in Nova Scotia. Both occasions, the students said they didn't want to, to either train or work with women. And at York University, they're taking this very seriously and may accommodate him. Joe, I, on, I honestly don't know where you stand here. Do you think that um, this man's aspirations should be accommodated? No, I actually quite enjoy these uh, sort of slightly absurd human rights dilemmas because we've created them uh, by our, uh, in my opinion, a sort of abandonment of a, of a mainstream Christian understanding of society and the social order. And we've created these various uh, victim groups or oppressed peoples. Yeah. And uh, what do you do, though, when you get uh, two people on the edge of that web of oppression, uh, women on the one hand, allegedly, and then Muslims on the other? When these rights come into conflict, you get these very interesting and often absurd uh, difficulties for the uh, for the universities or the courts to untangle. Mm-hmm. In this instance, uh, to my mind, the rules of the university are the rules of of the university. I, I, uh, the rules of the Aikido club are the rules of the Aikido club. I do not see or understand why uh, specific Islamic requirements should be enforced upon the university. Right, let me in ask you. That, let's say uh, your church, you would refuse to marry a same-sex couple. I assume. That's right. I think you have the right to do that. But uh, does the state then, should they give you tax-free status? Or should they say, well, if you're not going to accommodate uh, uh, what we think is the law, then you should Mm -hmm. somehow be punished? Well, that's a a very good question. um, Certainly, there have been many politicians who've been after the the tax-exempt status of the church for a very long time. And that reflects the de-Christianization. Uh, well, I haven't got names off the top of my head, Justin, for you, but I can tell you that... It's very much on the fringe. Of, I don't know any politicians have said that. A few radicals in the gay community, but even mainstream gay leaders aren't surely going for that, are they? Well, there are, um, there are forces, movements, intellectuals who mm-hmm. believe that the tax exemptions... In fact, this actually came up for me recently very practically at, I can't go into the details, but a committee meeting... Uh, with uh, uh, neighborhood issues mm. where somebody said, well, uh, the church doesn't pay um, property tax. Right. Well, I think the and real issue there, tax may, is, is about equality because you do have organizations, uh, humanist organizations, organizations that do good, charitable, benevolent things, um, but their belief system is non-theistic. And there's actually a, a document that's 
been provided by the Canada Revenue Agency that says that if you don't have an element of theism, you cannot get charitable status. All right. uh, Let's talk about the accommodation issue sure. before we get onto that. I want to digress. For example, do you believe that um, if women want a gym where only women work out, not men, is that acceptable? I'm really glad you mentioned that because I think one of the interesting things here is there are routinely instances where universities are um, violating, I think, gender equality, segregating women from men. In the case of female-only gym times, which are across many universities in Ontario and Canada, including York, uh, you have a weekly segregation. Um, it is for religious mostly reasons. being done for religious reasons. The, mu the Muslim for Student Association has been a, a major backer, a primary institution. But there are women's gyms because many women, understandably, want to work out, mm -hmm. uh, be sweaty and, and makeup running all the way, I don't know, but and not having lascivious men looking at them the whole time. You would understand that and agree with it, surely? Well, my point is that if gender equality is of supreme importance, and if, as I've re been reading in lots of editorials, uh, we, should be, we should not be compromising on gender equality, then why do we routinely compromise on gender equality uh, for all sorts of reasons? Does it, does it go in both the case ways? of female only gym time, it's mostly for religious reasons. It's mostly Muslim Well, I disagree with you. I, th I think that. most women only gyms, and, and certainly until recent years, have been exclusively because women want the comfort, and I fully empathize, yeah. that they have to work out without some idiot man like me saying, oh, look at her. Yeah, it doesn't that depend on how you self identify now as well? I mean, J J Justin's talking about uh, uh, gender equality. Well, what if I self identify as a different gender. Gyms are going to be facing this issue very soon. Absolutely. If a gym wants to have women's classes, that's up to the gym. This is, that's the freedom issue. I'm not talking if about... there's public or, funding involved, though. Well, there's no public funding involved. There is a university. We, we, the thing is, we need to be consistent here, right? I mean, in, in the case at, at York University, um, and I think it's important to realize that this is a very special situation, right? Yeah. This was only because he was taking an online course uh, because in the case of online courses, it's very ambiguous from the university's point of view whether students can be compelled to come to class, whether that's an agreement when they agree to take an online course. The university said if this was an on-campus course, no way they'd give accommodations. And my position is accommodations should be few and far between. I think things like gender equality should be a higher priority than making accommodations. Let me ask you something, Josh. You've been consistent, I think, and brave about your actually well, condemnation, critique of Christianity and Islam, all religions. There are many, though, who would be atheists or humanists who seem to be relatively quiet when it comes to Islam. And indeed, some of the people um, who are defending this student uh, at York University are people who are routinely on the left and are very secular. The dean, who has said maybe we should accommodate him, he's hardly known for his religiosity. Yeah. No, for me, this isn't looking specifically at any one religion, whether it's Islam or what have you. Would you agree with uh, me that there's a bit of a double standard? I, I think that's true. Um, I think one of the reasons where it, why there appears to be that is because we do live in a majority Christian country. And so a lot of the time it is Christians, because there's more Christians who are in situations where they're looking for uh, accommodations. And so they're gonna, there's going to be a, a, big, a bigger backlash. I don't think Christians are the ones looking for accommodations at all. When do you hear of, uh, of Christians shouting about their rights for accommodation? You don't. Well, Christians already kind of get it written into the law. I mean, when do we get time we off getting, work? No, we get, it's we getting get repealed. We get, we get no, Christmas. Sabbath laws have been repealed, Justin, a long time ago. Christmas is considered an official holiday that we all have to take off. That just kind of goes without, you know, without, without what, saying. What, Christmas Day? Sometimes the entire week is what is mandated by employers that everybody has to take off. So essentially, we're all having to subscribe to somebody is, else's is religious that holiday. A convenience so, and accident. It's not that it's religious. It's, it is a time when people have taken a few days off, and to change that now will, will be absurd. It, it, it would be quixotic. Well, I'm not arguing to change it, but you asked me why is it that Christians seem to be more under attack than, than other religions, and I'm suggesting it's because kind of built into the structure of our society are 
ubiquitous accommodations, no, it's if you because want to call Christians them that, are now regarded as the oppressor class, Justin. This is the classic Michel Foucault web of oppression. This is in, it's right there in Oise. It's right there throughout the TDSB. But it's right now, Christians are an oppressor class, and therefore they have to be marginalized. Right We're now, not the, the ones asking for the accommodations. Right now, there are Muslim, Muslim groups who have put up ads on buses that yes. are deemed to be offensive, and Christians are asking for those ads to be removed. And and Muslims have asked for atheist ads that I was responsible for in my organization for those to be removed. Right. So everybody's offended by everybody else. Everybody thinks everybody else is blaspheming. Um, I think it's, that's why it's important, I think, when to, defend, heard Christians to, defend church, to defend church state how separation. Often do you hear Christians because it benefits saying, everybody. How often do you hear Christians saying, that's blasphemy and we're going to hurt you? How often do you hear that? Not we're going to necessarily hurt you, but certainly the use of blasphemy right. was... When we come back, lots of other easy issues such as same-sex marriage and, and sex education and being offended and all that sort of thing. Don't you dare go away. Well, they've stayed. They, couldn't, they, they don't like each other, obviously, but uh, they're prepared to stay here and debate the issues. No, you, you, you're friendly. You'll go out for a drink after the show, won't you? Oh, not tonight. I've got to get home, but, yeah, another time. Well, I won't be buying. <laughs> now, let's talk about OISI, the Ontario Institute uh, for Studies in Education, which is very influential in a way because teachers have to go through this if they want to teach in Ontario and, and indeed, in other parts of Canada. I'm not sure how much their influence really does change the way teaching takes place, but you have to at least pass the test here and make sure that you're, you're the real thing. Oisey says kids should be exposed to LGBTQ families starting at age two when kids still believe in Santa. And if you oppose, this is directly pertinent, if you oppose, you are a religious bigot. Are you a religious bigot? Well, I guess by their definition, yeah, I'd be mentally ill and all kinds of nice things uh, for somebody who uh, takes a different perspective on this. But I do think that the foundation of this question is it's much more than just um, educational politics. This is that there is a religious worldview involved behind all of this that is counter to the Christian perspective that I think goes back to the pagan worldview, the ideal of androgyny, where basic distinctions between male and female, uh, uh, the binary distinctions we're accustomed to, husband and wife, boys and girls, are being broken down deliberately. If I may ask you about that, I don't want to get too deeply into ancient mythology, mm -hmm. but I realize family and, and, and parenting may not have been emphasized in, in ancient uh, mythology or philosophy, but... Surely the gods were very masculine or very feminine, and, 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 and lust too. was very... I mean, I, I don't see that people were, were lacking in, in sexual formation. No, this is, about, the opposite. this is about the opposite. This is about the... In the Christian worldview, you have creator and creature. Yeah. There's a binary distinction. Didn't the ancients in the, have that as well? No. In the pagan worldview, all is one. At root, everything is one. And so many of the creation myths posited original androgyny for human beings. Mm. And in terms of pagan sexuality, this was the, uh, uh, a kind of sexual chaos was often... The norm, it was practiced, it was celebrated. My favorite kind of chaos, by the way, sexual chaos. Maybe, Justin, we're, we're, I'm, I'm not sure if I agree with that. field here, I think, from the topic, because, I mean, you, you talk about, you know, their philosophical underpinnings, and what I see is an, an attempt, a sincere attempt, to, to remove harm. And I think that the more you're familiar with something, the more you're familiar with diversity, the more you come to tolerate it. And when you look at the instances of, of bullying, especially gay bullying or bullying of people that, uh, that are different, um, anything that can be done uh, to celebrate differences or simply to acknowledge the reality of differences. I mean, in Canada, there's, uh, gay marriage is legal now. We have tens of thousands of, of gay couples marrying. It's the reality. So to represent that reality mm. in the curriculum... Speaking of reality, Jackson, if, if I may speak of reality for, for a few moments, hold on, because I, I don't quite see your version of... 
reality. You really believe that most people, the vast majority of decent people, whatever their religion or, the, or, or their views or their politics, believe bullying is anathema. Uh, gay people, gay kids go to school, I have four kids in the system, believe me, bullying. Mo the reason for bullying is generally body image. Generally, it's because kids are overweight. Uh, sexuality comes seven or eight on the list. This is not about... There's lots of reasons th to this bully is, This is not about n not doing harm. This is about indoctrination. These people at OEC don't, they're not loving outgoing people. That they're trying to indoctrinate. There's nothing in that document from what I've read it cover to cover that suggests that there are correct um, uh, ways of, of, of de you know, defining family in incorrect ways. What they're, what they're saying is that people choose Absolutely to create wrong. families in all sorts of different manners. They, they say and it's an acknowledgement of that. Okay, it's, it's, it's having positive role models coming into the classroom to embody Joe, all those different says this kinds is a social justice issue often finds resistance from educators and parents who are located in a homophobic and heterosexist discourses. In other words, sexuality, family, all of these things that we are accustomed to for centuries are social constructs. And what they're about, what this teaching method is about, it's not about bullying, it's about a social revolution which requires first a sexual revolution. You can't break down family and church and a Christian understanding of reality without a sexual revolution. Now, you talk about well, gay marriage. How many gay marriages have been registered in Canada? Does that mean that this tiny minority of people who want to have, it's not marriage, whatever you want to call it, the state may call it that, but the, the actual definition of marriage can't from a Christian point of view, doesn't accept that from it's a marriage. Point of view, perhaps. Right. Well, the historic Western point of view, it's not marriage. Uh, but Joe, you, you, you would agree that a child in school whose parents are part of a gay couple, a gay union or a gay marriage should be made to feel loved, welcomed and not face any discrimination? Absolutely. There should be no well, bullying there in school. There that. shouldn't be bullying and in school. Can I just answer Michael's question? Yes. Is that there shouldn't be, I'm not suggesting we should allow bullying in schools. I don't think, when I was growing up, before gay marriage, bullying wasn't tolerated in the school. For what, whatever the reason You're saying gay be. kids were but not bullied at school when you were growing up? If there was bullying, that would have been... If there was bullying, there would have been discipline, right? There would have been Much of there it would have been there would have been sanctions. because it was seen as legitimate to, mean, to call somebody gay or to, to use gay in a in a pejorative but way. But does that mean we must now teach that this is normative for the social order and that this because the latest idea, Justin, is that with there these with these gender with mm -hmm. this gender association, this idea of gender queering, fourteen gender identities where I can self-identify transvestism, transsexual. These are the kind when, of things that are being when kids Justin, in classes are asked to speak freely about their the environment in which they're 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 educated in those schools where they have pro you know they have positive environments where they have gay straight alliances or other resources for gay students where there's equity policies in place right. they report feeling a lot more comfortable they report less instances of I want to change subject. So what is the if I may just ask you do, do you spend much time in in high schools these days Actually, I've read many of those reports, and I have spoken and interviewed yeah. some of those gay Because, I, I, as students. I say, you know, the father of four kids, I think you may be, uh, you, have, you may have a perception of schools as they were perhaps when you were in them 20 years ago. Justin, if I may, I know, it's just the same as being a father. Um, I, you will find it, it, so only schools are overwhelmingly are gay, positive, and if any child had some sort of opposition to a reservation about the gay community, you'll find they will be the ones who will be bullied. Absolutely. I want to move on, though. I want to talk about signs that have gone up and some people are opposing. Justin, you introduced this one. Yeah, sure. Well, this is interesting because I've been involved in putting up some atheist bus ads and I'm usually on the receiving end of quite a bit of, of hate mail that good, accuses good. me of being a <laughs> blasphemer. Um, but in this case, it's not me. It's a, it's a Muslim organization 
Okay. They put up ads that say, uh, is Jesus God? Uh, the Bible and the Quran website, yeah. say no. Yeah. Uh, and so they're questioning the divinity of, of Jesus. Mm-hmm. And this is, now, this is now being described as blasphemous um, by, in most cases, I believe it's Christians who have written angry letters to the, the TTC asking for these. Yes, yeah, so we have one. Removed. Back in December, a poster on the subway line at Dundas Station posed the question, is Jesus God? Uh, followed by the helpful assertion, Bible and Quran say no. Um, this is a letter. How many people are involved in this? I, I wasn't even aware there were ads, let alone a response to them. Yeah, I don't. I want to be clear. I don't think there's a, a, a huge response against yeah. these ads. Um, the TTC has to investigate and issue a response whenever there is at least five uh, mm. concerned citizens. So it's not a huge uh, a burden uh, that forces them to, to have Force to advertising. respond. So it's probably a, a very Bible, small group. The Bible says that Jesus is God, the New Testament, certainly. It's the only part of the Bible that mentions Jesus. But the Quran says no. So to say the Bible says he isn't is false advertising. Can you, can you tell a lie in advertising and get away with it? Um, you can't tell a, a lie that can be proven to be a lie, but you well, can, that can, be proven, you can exaggerate, you can but you, you would agree, rest you would agree, Justin, you may not believe it, but you, you would agree with me, though, that the Bible does say that where it, where it does mention Jesus, the New Testament, it does say Jesus is God, right? We agree on that. You know what? I, I am, I am uh, not, not a theologian. Well, you're being disingenuous. And I don't feel now. qualified yet to answer you're that question. You're being disingenuous. Well, the, um, in Islamic doctrine, uh, taqiyah, sacred deception, is allowed. So even though Muslims recognize that uh, the New Testament, actually, most of the Muslims I speak to at least recognize the New Testament makes very specific, unique claims with respect to Jesus Christ. Yeah, I do think this is a disingenuous Should it be allowed? on the part of Muslim theologians. I think that um, if the shoe were on the other foot is the most interesting question here. If uh, Christians were posting ads saying, uh, is uh, Muhammad uh, Allah's prophet, uh, the Bible says no, uh, this would be very dimly... In fact, the TTC would never put it up. Why not? Why wouldn't they do it? Because... No, they wouldn't. There's a... a, We've seen what happens... We haven't got too much time. There is no... Justin, I have to to say... Guys, guys, because I think we're being a bit verbose here. I don't think there is any way, any way, the TTC would run an ad saying the Bible says Muhammad uh, is not the final prophet and the Quran is not to be believed. I do not believe they would run that for a moment. Well, my response to people who say that is try to submit the ad because the TTC... Well, there have been attempts to. Really, that particular ad. I'm not aware of the TTC denying any ad on the grounds that it is too religiously provocative. We put up the atheist ads. They were... TTC had no problems with it. Yeah. Uh, Christians put up bus stop Bible studies. One of those Justice, ads... You would, Justin, you would agree that this was the part of the hierarchy of rights, though, right? We, that, uh, you know, uh, in, this wouldn't happen in a place like Pakistan or Saudi Arabia or an Islamic context. No, of course not. But okay. here, That's why we have to defend in, the differences here, between our values. Gentlemen, perhaps at least in those countries, the buses and trains might uh, run on time. This is quite interesting. In fact, it was almost fun. Thank you very, very you, much Michael. indeed. Pleasure. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for listening to this message brought to you by the Ezra Institute for Contemporary Christianity. Please feel free to share it with friends, but do not charge for or alter the material in any way without the express written consent of the EICC. Thank you.